Hello, and welcome to the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers just like you bust out of their self-imposed limitations to achieve the life of their dreams. I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting and your host of the podcast. I'm a change agent, former executive director, and best-selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect a book all about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can impact thousands. And I'm here to tell you that the life you desire is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. On today's podcast, we're joined by Samantha Sammy Shields to her friends, founder of Madam Monday, a one-stop shop solution to starting, growing, expanding, or maintaining a business. Sammy believes in the power of hard work, Put in the work, trust your team, and never give up are the core tenets she lives by. Her clients, who are thriving entrepreneurs, established business owners, and even startups, have found her philosophy so valuable that they've actually incorporated them into their own businesses. Sammy has a wide array of experiences across different industries that actually have benefited her clients, and her clients say her professional experience is second to none. And she is often the needed addition they've been waiting for on their teams. So in this episode, you're going to hear all about how Sammy overcame many obstacles to create the life she lives today, how she uncovered thoughts and beliefs that were holding her back, and the power and benefits of assessments. Now let's welcome our guest, Sammy Shields. Hi, Sammy. It's great to have you on the show. Now, before we dive in, the audience and I want to know, what's one non-negotiable ritual that you do daily that keeps you heading in the direction of your big vision? Well, Sarah, I must say it is definitely a pleasure to be a part of this awesome podcast, and I appreciate the, um, the, the, the splendor of words that you have displayed toward me. I appreciate that. But the answer to your question is, number one thing what I do um, is I wake up. The very first thing I do, I wake up. Of course, I, I'd say a prayer. Um, I am a Christian, and I definitely um, keep God first and everything, and I I grab my cell phone and I open a Bible app called YouVersion and I read the verse of the day from the Holy Bible. That's what I do. And then I call my kids into (laughs) the room with me and let them know that, hey, you are awesome. There's nothing that can stop you. And today is going to be a great day. So that is like non-negotiable and it happens every single solitary morning. And I do not deter it from it at all. Wow, that's wonderful. How has that um, like impacted your relationship with your kids and with yourself? And it obviously you, it deepens your relationship with your um, your spirit and the Lord. Mm-hmm. But what have you noticed as the impact on your relationship with your kids? Oh, it's a huge impact because I know as a parent our kids look to us for like all approval, all acceptance and things like that. And when I know that if I, as their parent, you know, especially their mother, the one who birthed them, you know, went through all the pain and (laughs) agony, you know, of raising you and carrying you and things just coming from me, it seems like it really creates a deeper bond and connection between the two of us. And they know that 
with me saying this, nobody in the world can take that from them. That's quite a gift to start every day with, isn't it? It is. It is. And they love it. They love it. <laughs> Walking out the door, knowing, number one, that you've got it and your mom's got your back. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So let's just kind of dive in and share um, with us, if you would, how you came to be the owner and founder of Madam Monday. How did you get there? I know you had a long kind of story and you had to overcome some obstacles. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, gladly, gladly. Um, I started off as a teen mother. Um, I had my very, very first child at the age of 17, got pregnant at 16. Um, and so, of course, you know, being in high school and, and getting pregnant at that time, it, it puts a lot of stress on you. And, you know, definitely I wanted to be something great in life. But that was, I, I wouldn't say an obstacle at the time, but it was an obstacle because, you know, you have to come up with a, a plan to, you know, how am I supposed to get through this in order to reach my lifetime goals that I have set for myself. And so starting off with that, and then I ended up having my second child um, about a year later. <laughs> so that, I guess that didn't slow me down at all, huh? But, uh, <laughs> but up until then, you know, uh, I did have to drop out of high school in order to take care of um, my then uh, two-year-old son uh, before I had the other one. Um, and so with that, I had to work and I'm, I'm talking about night and day, night and day. And then lo and behold, I went back. I actually ended up getting into a little bit of criminal slash legal trouble in the process, you know, young and broke. And as I said, young, broken, dumb, you know, and that actually would turn me around all the way. And I was like, this is not the kind of life I want to live because, you know, at that age, you know, you want to get fast money. And, you know, get, you get involved with the wrong crowd. And that's what I did. But then after that experience, I really realized there's something more greater for me in life. And so I actually ended up meeting my husband in the process. Um, we've been together now 17 years. And lucky for him. And... Uh, <laughs> But uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, I ended up meeting <laughs> him in the process. And, but however, in the process of my criminal troubles, um, my probation officer, who played a great part in getting me to where I was, is she ordered me to go back to school and finish school. And so once I did that, you know, I was like, okay, well, what happens after this? So then I was like, I got into music and I got into the entertainment industry, but that just wasn't lining up with my family life, especially having kids. And by this time I had four kids, I had three boys and one daughter. And of course I always wanted to be there for my daughter because I am, I'm adopted and I don't really have, you know, you, you know, with us adopt, sometimes, you know, with us adopted people and orphans, we really kind of grow apart from our parents so I wanted to you know sort of kind of fill in that gap so I was like so I gave that up and I went to college and I said you know let me go and try to do something great so I ended up going to Full Sail University and ended up getting a bachelor's in entertainment and business and then from there I actually started an online uh, artist management consultation group called Shy Pro um, Executive Management and went from there, and I kind of do that on the side, but I end up 
finding a great business partner in that. And I've given that to him. But then there was something more inside of me. I said, there is something there. Come to find out, I have been working on computers all my life. I love computers. I love what they do, how they help us out. And then I said, let me get into this computer thing. So that's when I start to work for DirecTV as a customer service um, <laughs> representative. And everybody knows when you have, you know, a service that does not act right, you pick up the phone, you're automatically mad at the person that you're talking to, even though it's not my fault. <laughs> and then so they call and I just got tired of getting cussed out in the end. I ended up actually having that job for almost two years. Um, and it was an opportunity to work from home. And once I got into that, it was awesome. I hit the ground running. But then after that, it got, like I said, I got tired of getting cussed out. So then I moved on to other work at home uh, positions, being a customer service representative. But then I started learning about websites and social media. That's when social media started to come into play and things like that. And then next thing you know, I hit the ground running with learning how to build websites through social media, and including my personality in all of this. And ever since then, it's just been a wild yet awesome ride. Okay. So, <laughs> boy, oh boy, you gave me a lot to work with there. I know, right? <laughs> I know. So let me back you up. I want you to sure. go back to when you were 15. Mm -hmm. Once you go back before you even had your first little sweet baby, uh -huh. and what did you think you were going to be doing? Like had, when you were in high school, what what was it you wanted to be doing first? I wanted to be a choreographer. Yes, I love to dance. Anytime you see me and my my friends, it was me. I was making up dance routines to every song I could I ever liked. And we were in talent shows. I wanted to be a world-renowned choreographer. <laughs> okay, so that makes sense about the whole entertainment and entertainment industry and yes. artists in mm -hmm. my head because I'm thinking, no, that's kind of an interesting turn, right? Yes, yes. That makes perfect sense to me about the draw with that. Um, but when you talked about knowing there was something greater in your life, are you talking on a spiritual connection you knew that or just kind of like a motivation drive? I would say both in a way, but mainly spiritual. Um, because like when you, like say I'm, I'm a Christian and so therefore once, you know, I sort of kind of come to know the Lord and, you know, I accepted him into my life, I really realized that you know he created me for a specific purpose in in this world and so it's just like a longing that you know just like just lived inside me and i was like oh there's just something there's just something but it was my job to find out what that was definitely and that's what drove the drive <laughs> okay well that's interesting because that is one of the challenges right i think that's oftentimes um it's a frequent conversation I have with people that I either work with and support or with myself, right? Like just checking in, are you on purpose? What is your purpose? You know, and really staying true to that. So that's why I was curious um, how you identified that and kind of dove into it, you know, as you went along. Do you feel like you are closer on purpose now? Oh, definitely, definitely. I feel like 
um, being the founder of Madam Monday VA is where I am supposed to be because it, I have so much passion for what I do. And I, uh, like Confucius says, you know, if you find a work that you have passion for, it doesn't feel like work, you know, and that's where I'm at right now. And if it's fantastic. <laughs> so how old are your kids now? Oh, wow. My oldest, he is 20. Uh, my second oldest is 18. And then I have a 15 year old son. Those are my three boys. And then my first daughter, she's 13. And then I have another son who is seven and then a baby girl who is five. <laughs> okay. So we'll leave the, well, no, the five-year-old might have a thought too. What do your kids think or know about the kind of the path you've traveled? Oh, they definitely know because I use it as motivation for them to help them not only not take the path that I took, but also to take a path that, um, that they were meant to take. How do you help them find that, Sammy? Because I think that's a, especially for your teenagers, right? Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, not an easy time right? You've got all these outside influences telling you who you should be, how you should be, whether it's media or friends or whatever. How do you help them stay grounded in who they really are in their core? Um, definitely, like I said, we're a Christian-based family, so definitely the Bible is the number one thing. The Holy Bible is the number one thing that we raise our kids off of, my husband and I raise our kids off of. And we don't like pile it onto them because, you know, I've learned that if you pile something onto somebody, especially something of that magnitude too much, they're going to go the other way. They're going to rebel. And so we just sort of kind of, you know, just give it to them a little bit at a time as they're going through life. And then, like I said, I, oh, my husband and I, we share our past experiences so that they can see what we were then to where we are now and say, oh, yeah, I'm not taking that way because I want to be where they're at now, not where they were at then. Yeah, I remember um, some of my dad and mom stories too. And they didn't give us the horrible ones, but they gave us the ones, the cautionary tales, right? Exactly. Like, like this yeah. seemed like it was a good idea at the time, but it wasn't, you know? And I exactly. remember my mom telling me one thing. I'm going, first of all, I can't believe my mom never did that, right? I'm going, right. you little delinquent, right? <laughs> and it was hilarious, uh -huh. but it was one of those things like a tipping point, right? So had she continued doing those things, Probably not a great outcome, but it was one of those things she went, oh yeah, it was one and done. You know, exactly. it was a good idea that went bad. Um, and then you didn't do it. But so, but I did take lessons from that. And I think it was that same approach of not um, kind of like hitting someone over the head with this is what you need to do, but like, here's kind of how it might play out. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm curious, um, you know, you and I have talked before and you were telling me, as we're working on this whole summit we are creating together, you know, our team together mm -hmm. on the Assess for Success Summit, that you actually went to a Tony Robbins event. Uh -huh. But this is what's interesting to me is you went as part of a client acquisition strategy. I was, did. Yeah. Yes. I was that is powerful. Um, <laughs> and that well, just tell the story about why you went, what motivated you to go, and then um, we'll pull it apart from there. Okay. Well, of course, why I went is I was on the, um, you know, when I first started Madam Monday, you know, and I got it, found a client, a potential client, 
and they, you know, are big Tony Robbins fans and they actually paid for me to come out, you know, because they wanted to get to know me and exactly, you know, what I do and how I work. But according to the assessment that was, <laughs> I didn't know it was according to the assessment until I got there, you know, I thought maybe it was just a, the get together and hey, Tony Robbins is the bomb.com. So yeah, let's do this. And so um, I get there, you know, meet with the client, we sit down and it seems like everything goes good. But then once I took the assessment, which was the disc and they saw the, um, the, the results from me, it's like, that was like one and done. They were like, well, it shows here. Okay. You're ENFJ. Uh, that doesn't really coincide with us. It seems like your personality is just a little too over the top, you know, to really, you know, match with our business. And even though I enjoyed the trip and everything, and yeah, it was a little heartbreaking, but I understood because the last thing you want to do is end up in a situation or definitely in a job where you're just totally miserable. And especially to add the icing on the cake where the client is like even more miserable because your personalities are so, you know, helter skelter against each other. And so, you know, they politely told me, hey, you know, we thank you for everything that you've done and, you know, getting us to where we're at. But it just seems like you're, it was all, it wasn't the skills or the experience or the knowledge. It was the personality. And yeah. I, I agreed. I said, hey, but if you need me, I'm here, you know, just reach back out. And so, but I, that is a, um, uh -huh. <laughs> that's a good way to look at things too, though. I mean, if it's not a fit for you, you don't want to be basically setting yourself up for being right. in a place where you're not honored and appreciated for really your unique skills, right? Exactly. Exactly. But I'm curious, did you stay for the whole event? Oh, I left after they gave me the food. <laughs> I left. I was like, okay, well, uh, my work here is done. You know, well, actually, no, no, let me backtrack. They actually just sent me back. They said, okay, thank you. Bye-bye. And I was like, uh, okay, thanks. All right. So. I left and came back home and, you know, well, luckily, you know, thank God my kids were here to, you know, say, oh, mom, it's okay. Next time you're going to get them. No problem. I said, okay. So, yeah. Well, that is true though, right? It's true. There is a next time if you remember to get up and get, get going. Definitely. Definitely. Never just take it and lay down on it. Get up, take it, brush yourself off, take what you have gotten and incorporate it and, and keep it moving. <laughs> so I want to ask you one more question about the assessment. Were there um when do you remember your disc profile? Uh yes, I believe it was ENFJ. Have you used the results of what you learned from that or have you have they made you think about maybe clients who want to work with you and you're thinking I'm not sure it's a fit or how how's that impacted you? Oh, it's impacted me, I would say, greatly um, because uh, sometimes I know, as, as you know, at a side note, I know that us as humans, we're just walking this daily walk every day and we don't know what's to come. And sometimes some of us don't really understand ourselves. And I think that's sort of kind of a great thing of life is um, learning yourself, you know, learning about yourself as well as others. And with taking the assessment, I actually was kind of, I would say kind of wild, wowed, because I was like, wow, I didn't know that about me. You know, I know all this, this, and this, but really, I, I am just like 
a great leader. I can be a great, awesome leader, you know, compared to this assessment. And then ever since, you know, I found that out, I said, you know what, then I'm going to try my best to lead because usually I'm the kind of person that stays in the background and, you know, like doing things there. But with that assessment, it said, you know, you're a born le natural born leader. So go for it. And ever since then, yeah, hit the ground running. <laughs> so that means you had to challenge some of your beliefs, correct? Definitely. Oh, yes, definitely. And not only beliefs, but people. <laughs> say, say more about that. I think that's pretty common, right? You have, so here you are, you have one set of thoughts about who you are and what you're capable of. And then you get information that kind of challenges that and says, well, maybe that's not true and I could do more or be more full out there. What happened when, you know, like, how did you have to change either how you thought or who you interacted with? Um, I had to change, yeah, definitely my thoughts because I thought, um, believe it or not, even though it's kind of contradictory, I actually thought that I wasn't as great yet as I thought I was. But after taking the assessment, like I said, kind of, you know, ignited some things for me and everything. And um, definitely the people that I, you know, interacted with, and hung around, it sort of kind of put like a mental, I wouldn't say a mental block, but a mental, um, it ignited my mental state to say, okay, now what, I wonder what type of personality this person, you know, if they were to take this assessment, what type of person, you know, but however, I learned that like dull and boring people, that's not my cup of tea. I need to be live. I need to be in a atmosphere where there's a lot of there's a lot of energy, you know, that that's that's what what I've learned, you know, because if I'm around those type of people, I would literally fall asleep. Fall asleep. But however, I have also learned to balance to where if I do because I know life isn't a party all the time. So I have learned to balance to where I can be in a laid back boring situation. But then, however, I strive more in an energetic situation. <laughs> it's so funny to hear you describe like laid back and boring in the same word. I'm thinking, oh man, I, I kind of like laid back. I don't like being bored, but I like being laid back, right? So it's so funny. It's hilarious. That is, I would totally agree with you though. Understanding differences either in our behaviors or our styles, our learning, whatever it is, right? Self-assessment really can help us um, understand ourselves. But I acknowledge what you were saying about it made you curious about other people as well. Right, right. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Because I, I think once you kind of learn those types of things about people, that's why it actually helps you to create connections and help you also to possibly even meet new friends and, and acquaintances, definitely. And definitely overall, new clients to help grow your business. <laughs> so Sammy, um, when you, how did you come about your philosophy of um, believing in the power of hard work? Have you always worked? No. <laughs> this is how I came to that philosophy because, you know, um, course like I said when with being a teen mother yeah I had to work to take care of my son and everything but I was always like I said the laid-back boring type because I'm like oh I'm a mother now 
So my life is over. There's nothing for me. You know, it's all about my son now. At 17, I sure did. I sure did. I never went anywhere. Friends were missing me and things like that. And so, but however, I I overcame that. And because I, I realized with that, like, yeah, it's time to yeah move around because I realized how, even though the world is so small, I realized how big this world actually is compared to us. And I was like, I got to get out there and see it. Definitely. Actually, did I answer your question? I think I might've went over to eight. You went a little left. <laughs> I went a little I'll, left. I'll, I'll bring you right back to center. <laughs> so that was the start of the answer, I believe. But, but my question started out by asking, have you always been a hard worker? Because that's one of your philo- philosophies is the power of hard work. Yes, exactly. And so then at, there was a time where um, I did all I wanted to do, and I'm not going to lie, is lay around and play video games all day because video games were like the bomb.com, especially when the new ones started coming out, like Xbox and PlayStation and, you know, two and three and four and all that. And so for a minute, I was like, you know, what's the use of working when all you have to do is just spend your money on bills and, you know, you don't get to have any fun. But then I realized that really hard work pays off, but you have to put in more of the, you have to go above and beyond the effort that you're already putting in. You know, you could start off, like say, for instance, um, you could start off in McDonald's with just flipping burgers, but in a year or two with hard work, and including dedication, you can be a manager, you know? And that's one thing that I learned, especially when I had a job as a telemarketer, um, when I started off or when I was working uh, at 17, that was hard work. Sales is hard work. And that's what I kind of knew about hard work. But then after that, I kind of fell off, but that's how I came to know that hard. And then hard work actually got me to where I'm at now. Because, you know, sitting back and not doing anything, all you're going to do is twiddle your thumbs and just wither away. And I know that's not what I'm here to be on this earth for, is to wither away. You know, I'm here to live and enjoy life. And, but hard work comes into that. <laughs> you have to work. <laughs> you have to. So I'm curious, is your husband complimentary to you? Or you, do you have the same kind of philosophy about that? Or does he bring in a slightly different philosophy? Actually, I, he has the same philosophy. I actually ended up adapting, working hard from him because he's worked ever since he was 13 years old. And he's been a hard worker till this day. I could say, like I said, we've been together almost uh, uh, two decades. And there's not one time that I've actually never seen him without a job. He will get up at the crack of dawn, go to work. He'll stay out as late as he needs to go to work. And I saw that and then I started seeing the checks that he was bringing in <laughs> from all that hard work. <laughs> and that was very motivating. So yes, we definitely collaborate and agree with each other on yes, hard work. And that's what we're trying to teach our kids as well. Definitely. Well, you're modeling it. <laughs> yes, yes, right. yes. So yes. you're not saying do as we say, you're yes. actually saying do as we do. You know, exactly. this is kind of how our family works, uh-huh. literally. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I just, as they say, actions speak louder than words, you know, especially with kids. It's like you have to prove everything to them almost, even though I keep telling my kids, I don't have to prove anything to you. I'm the one that's making the money here. But really, in retrospect, you have to prove to them because if you don't prove it to them, what what do they have to follow behind? You know, they're going to end up just going left, you know. They kind of do hold you accountable. 
they do. Oh, yes. If, if nobody in this world holds you accountable, kids do. And they do not hold back whatsoever. They will tell you what is on their heart, what's on their mind. And sometimes they're like, oh, mom, I'm sorry. I might not have said that. No, please, please, please share. Please share. So definitely. <laughs> they hold me accountable every day. <laughs> well, I think that means they feel safe enough to do it. Yeah, yes, yes. And, and, and that's a proud moment. That's a proud thing to think of, definitely. <laughs> so, Sammy, talk a little bit about what it has been like and what you've learned so far, because you've been deep in the research on our Assess for Success yeah. Summit that we're putting together. And I know that one of the things that you've been bringing to the table is many hours researching all the great speakers we're going to have. Um, but we're doing it all around assessments. So I'm curious, given your own experience with assessments, what's been one of the most interesting things for you? Wow, just, just actually really conversing with different people uh, around internationally, kind of, that's kind of cool. And then, you know, also learning even more about other assessments that actually come into play, such as, you know, predictive index and Myers-Briggs and, things like that and seeing how each one of them actually has a different aspect to help you in a different aspect of your life. So that is like the number one thing, definitely. So are you pretty excited? I am very excited. I really, really, really am. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It's been so fun interest. It's been so fun to like to interview and really get the, um, kind of the juicy details and experiences, not only about a tool, cause that we can read about that, but more so like what has the impact of that been? How can people think differently about it? Similar to what you, know, you were sharing today about learning just that one sliver and how that organization used it as kind of a yes, go, no go, right? right? Decision on a hire. Um, and interestingly enough, a couple of the folks I've talked to speak specifically about tools as first, right? Um, mm -hmm. As hiring filters. Um, and they talk about it not being the be all end all, right? right? Um, and that it's not necessarily a go no go, but really to look for fit. And that was what was interesting about what you said was that they were looking for personality fit, like would you fit with a team? Because research has shown that oftentimes if you can get the fit for culture, you know, mm -hmm. like how the corp, the organization works and also um, values, those pieces, the skills people can bring or you can train them up, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it was interesting to hear your firsthand experience <coughs> as, a, as someone who what had a tool used as kind of a introductory kind of are we even going on a date kind of tool yes <laughs> yeah Definitely. and um so cool so sammy as we wrap this up i want to ask what words of wisdom i want you to think about sammy who is 13 years old now uh -huh. so okay you're just like at the end of seventh eighth ninth grade going into high school you don't know what lays ahead. You know what lays ahead because you're sitting on this side of it, but you don't want to tell young Sammy what lays ahead. But what advice would you give her so that she stays strong? Oh, wow. Um, I would say that you are somebody. You are awesome. 
there is nothing that nobody can stop you from doing as long as you put in the hard work, the dedication, and learn all that you can and just go for it. Don't let anybody deter you from it. If you feel it in your heart that that is what you're supposed to do, go for it. <laughs> Don't let anything stop you. Hit the ground and go and run as fast as you can. That's what I would tell her. <laughs> I cannot think of a better way to wrap up this episode of the No Labels no Limits podcast with my friend, Sammy Shields. So Sammy, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you, Sarah. And I look forward to the awesome, awesome summit that we have here. And I look forward to it. <laughs> so that's it for this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, please hop on over to iTunes or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. This helps us get the word out more people just like you who want to live a no labels no limits life thanks and we'll see you next week